Let's check it out, kid. There are types of men who live in an urban jungle, heaven's bundle, who spark the light to burn and harm you. The mental kung fu of angels falling on the earth's core. Don Joe, the type of man who laughed as you bled more. Damn, got across the neck of a bad cop. Where's YD and his hands up to the damn top? His clients don't find him. He finds them when they need a pile of trust is posed by a professional cleaner. A winner in the wall of monsters and lies gone fire. Like the sound of Mozart desired. Hookers, porn chicks, and street vagabonds live in solitudes with pine trees. Chant a lot, Don Joe. His mind's cold. Pete Reed, Sansu, ahead of the crime crews. He's had and never confused, but life choose to always do what it wants to. In the twilight zone, your views come back and haunt you. Your views come back and haunt you. Your views come back and haunt you. Don Joe. Pull his cat out for unbelievers. Don Joe. Known to do away with cruel deceivers. Don Joe. From the Midwest to the West Coast. Joe. The story of the man you dread most. Joe. Pull his cat out for unbelievers. Don Joe. Known to do away with cruel deceivers. Don Joe. His new contract by a family known for handling for murder. Setting kids on fire when the dads fall late And start to act a bitch and never flinch The cops living on the salary, there it is His target walking out of the courthouse He wants men to shoot the girl belong to the Morehouse crew But things changed when he got a clear view Ice truck, now he hesitates to let the gas shoot Instead took the chance to court her daily Soon enough she addressed him as her only baby They're born in Delhi, plan trips across the seven seas And marry him and live like a boss for eternity But every dream is never Man, to come true, Don Joe forgot his principle of banning Sansu. The level one chooses fuel by his heart, kid. And this world don't let your head choose after your heart, kid. Choose after your heart, kid. Choose after your heart, kid. Don Joe, pull his head out for unbelievers. Don Joe, known to do away with cruel deceivers. Don Joe, from the Midwest to the West Coast. Don Joe, the story of the man you dread most. Don Joe, pull his head out for unbelievers. Don no to do away with receivers. His employers, they're all mad. They want answers, so they sent the whole gang. Equipped with high scanners, loud bangers, and they choose to blink. Like weather and crime masters. They never knew the nice way, cause the data revealed. He out in the Midwest, in the big shack up north. Where the bridge rack faces. No could break abyss and make him bitch fast. Like eight of him, straight for the kill. He think fast, grab his nice paces, every feet. And peep them one by one, taking down with speed. He Clap. Now the game's down to three And he beat chest full of arrogance, adrenaline And beast man, then the big bang He gets with mad horror Shock at his whole bloody hand No honor, his own lover Stupid with the gas smoking This is for my dead You whack gross pig You whack gross pig Yes You whack gross pig Woo! Pull his dead out for unbelievers Bars Don't you throw away with cruel deceivers See, I love, I mean, you see, I love this shit right here, man. You know I had to do it to y'all, right? I had to come in with the hip-hop shit. That's how we gonna do it. We start off with hip-hop. Bang you up, the realness. All right, folks. Hello, hello, fellow worldwide wastelanders. Do you smell it? Do you? Oh yeah. Well, it's the beautiful scent of masculinity transmitting through the waves. 
Join me, folks. Season two of my show, live from the bunker. And thank you all for taking the time out to check in. Let's give each other a round of applause, please. All right. Okay, now, first things. Before we get deeper, you know what I mean, into the show, I want to take time out to speak on, you know, why it took me so long to do a second season. Y'all remember the first the first few shows I dropped a few years ago, right? They did real good. I had a lot of people like, yo, give us some more. We want some more. But, you know, I did not come through with that. Now, let me explain why, right? So, you know, I wake up one day, and wouldn't you know it, everybody and their grandma were doing a podcast. I ain't no hater. It's not that I'm hating, but it was like, okay. Everybody's doing this. Now, what you need to understand is people like me, we were doing stuff like this way before it became what it is now. I remember I first started off, my stuff was not called a podcast or a show. I had what they call the Shifter Diaries. You know what I mean? And a lot of people really enjoyed them. Supported me as usual Love you guys And this was back when Podcasts were not making people millionaires Right So there weren't a lot of people doing What we were doing The few of us that were doing that And yeah I got up one day And all these people had podcasts. So here I am. I'm like, okay. Let me check out some of these podcasts or whatnot. Let me see what they're doing, right? So I tapped in. I tapped in into a few of these of these joints that were coming out. And it was like they all sounded alike. It was all the same format. They were talking about the same old stuff. Relationships, who's fucking who, what rapper shot, what rapper. The same old tired stuff. And I said to myself, all right, this is getting saturated. I don't want no part of that. So I was like, you know what? Let me fall back a bit. If I come back, and I said to myself, if I come back to doing this, I'm going to come back with my own formula and format that's different from all these other cats. So you know what I did? I sat back, and I watched, and I studied, and I looked at what everybody was doing, and I realized All right, this is the time because I have my own format. I went back to the drawing board. I was like, I have my own themes, my own ideologies that I want to put out there that a lot of these people are not really talking about, right? 
So I felt now was the right time to come out and, and do what I'm doing. And you will see. You will see. If you stick around long enough, you will understand that this right here, I came back with a new format. It's not the same thing like every other person's format. And you know what you're going you're gonna to learn? And I'm saying it right now. What you are going to learn is this. Once people get wind of what I'm going to do right now, you're going to start seeing that stuff pop up everywhere. I kid you not. Just stay with me and watch the format off the show. It's going to be different. I'm going to try and make it as entertaining as possible, but as original as possible because that's who I am. I'm an original. I can never be duplicated. I never do what other people are doing. It's just not in my nature. It's not in my blood. Right? So I, I, I'm going to need for y'all, if you are listening right now, I want to take time out to shout you out and thank you for taking the time out to check in. Like I always said, and I, I always have these so-called, you know, elitists. Why do you always thank them? You don't have to always thank them. You are giving them a gift. Nah, fuck that. It's a privilege to have listeners. And anybody that takes time out of their lives, of their busy schedules to press play, means everything to me. So I want to take the time out to thank you. This is the first thing I want to talk about. Let's go on to the second thing. Which I think might actually, it might actually offend some people. But I want you to be open-minded, right? If you are open-minded enough and listen, you're going to learn something new today. Here's the thing. I want this thing I'm, ab I'm about to do right now to thrive. I want it to grow like my music has, right? And the only way that happens is through you listening right now. Now, let me explain what I mean. Here's the thing. I'm pretty sure a lot of you listening right now are probably friends of mine on Facebook or Instagram, or Twitter, or any of these these other social media platforms that I'm on, and I'm grateful for that, right? I'm very grateful for that. And you've th th there is a trait about me that you might have noticed on these platforms. I always like my own statuses. I like 
my own content that I put out there. Now, here's where I'm going to offend a lot of people. You see, I noticed something. And this is why a lot of content creators on social media or anything like that, this is why a lot of them do not grow. They do not elevate because they are too busy looking for the negative in everything as opposed to channeling one of the greatest superpowers humanity has. And that, my friends, is curiosity. Let me explain. A lot of these folks... They'll make subliminal, you know, subliminal um, uh, um, um, statuses or tweets. Find themselves trying to mock people like me. They'll be talking shit. Hey, yo, these dudes that like their own statuses are corny. These dudes that like their own shit are lame. They don't even realize what they're doing. It's like they're sucking their own dick. I peeped, I've peeped all them joints and I, I, you know, and I'll sit there and I'll laugh. I'm like, no, actually you're the cornball because we guys like me, we know exactly what we're doing. And let me explain to you. Let me break it down for you. What exactly is happening when we're doing that? Okay. You see, these types of people have the time are also content creators. This is the crazy part about this. And you think these type of people would actually, right? They would actually channel their superpower, which is curiosity. Inbox a dude, a real dude. And let me shout out a lot of, there are a lot of people who have done that, who have inboxed me and said, yo, Shifter, uh, yo, out of curiosity, fam, why do you like your own statuses? Why do you like your own tracks you put out? And I always break it down for them. And they're like, oh, shit. Damn. Yo, I just, yo, you just dropped some jewels on me, brother. And I'm like, not everything is what it seems. So today you're going to learn something new. Now the elitists, they'll keep quiet about this. They won't share this knowledge with you because they don't want you to thrive. But you see, it's always guys like me that get hated on. You know, it's always guys like me that get the subliminal disses. Yo, look at that dude, he's corny, he this and that. I'm good, I ain't tripping. I really ain't tripping. I, I, if I'm keeping it a buck, I'm not tripping. I don't care. It doesn't really move me, right? So let me break it down for you. Why do I like my own statuses and how does that play into how much I need your help to make this grow. Here's the thing. I'm known for posting and saying a lot of controversial things because I'm one of those people, 
I haven't really joined y'all in the woke world. I'm not censoring my speech. I'm telling it. I, I tell people how I feel and what I feel when I feel it. Now, if you get offended, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do for you. I'm cut from a whole different cloth. So here's the thing, right? Guys like me, I started learning something, right? A long time ago. Guys like me, we get reported a lot. And I started getting banned a lot. And I got, I started getting shadow banned. As a content creator, as someone who makes music, who makes content, that's detrimental to what I'm trying to do. As someone who tries to spread what he knows out there or what he has to offer out there, that's very detrimental, right? So I was like, damn. I started, I started really doing some research and I found out, holy shit, I have been shadow banned. I had real life friends hit me up like, yo, did you block me or some shit? I'm like, no, nah, I didn't do nothing. Yo, why don't I see your post no more? I'm like, well, you know me. I think I offended some people. And, you know, they went to the overlords and the overlords shadow banned me. Oh, yes, we are living in those times right now. So I said to myself, I was like, all right, this is my situation. I'm shadow banned. I can't reach everybody that I used to reach before because guess what? I keep it a buck. I keep it a stack. Some people don't like that. But here's the thing. They shadow banned the wrong guy because now what I'm going to do is study exactly the inner workings of this. So what a lot of you don't understand is for years, I studied, I sat back, I watched how a lot of these social media games work, right? And then I made a crazy realization. It hit me. And this shit was really, it blew my mind. We content creators, especially we content creators that don't hold back and are authentic, are in a war against the algorithm. Most of the stuff is powered by a very, very advanced algorithm. Which, you know what's funny about AI? Is the fact that this, 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 this topic, this episode really delves a lot into AI as we get in. But let me finish this, what I'm talking about right now. So I was like, whoa, this, is, this stuff is algorithm based. This is me observing and studying this stuff and realizing this is how it works. And this algorithm, what it does is it, it plays the priority game, right? 
And so now I understood, okay, I'm at war with this algorithm. I'm going to beat the algorithm. So I also started humbling myself and learning from other people who know a lot about social media workings, people who do a lot of promotions on social media. And we came up, well, I came up with one conclusion. You ever wonder why you you, 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 you go on YouTube, you play a YouTube video, and the first thing the presenter or whoever has made the video says to you is please like and subscribe. You ever, you ever hear that in a lot of YouTube videos? That's not for nothing. That's them begging you to help them defeat the algorithm. So I started testing that shit. And wouldn't you know it? It fucking worked. Every time you click like on your shit, you prioritize your stuff. You get more visibility for more people following you to see you. For all you people that have been making the statuses and, oh, yo, 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 people like their own shit. It's like they're sucking their own dicks. No. If you're a regular dude, that's fine. I get it. But if you're a guy like me that has music to put out, has content to put out, it's important. You don't want to make content, put it out there, and nobody gives a shit. It's embarrassing. It's It, it breaks your heart. As an artist, anybody who's in this world will tell you, it ain't. It, it's not an easy reality to face. Bruh. It really isn't. So I learned the game. So next time you see me liking my own shit, or you start asking yourself, why the fuck is this guy liking his own shit? Is he that into himself? That's why. Content creators like me are at war with the algorithm. So with that being said, you don't have to do it now. We haven't really gotten into the show itself. But if you listened to this and you thoroughly enjoyed it, you liked what I had to offer, please do me the kindness. Hit that like button and subscribe. Thank you. On to the next seg next segment.
All right, welcome to the first segment of Live from the Bunker by yours truly, Graveyard Shifter. I call this segment the Bizarre Earth as you know it. Now, let me tell you what this segment is going to be about, right? I'm going to be outlining bizarre stories I've heard or know of or have heard, you know what I'm saying, or, or have come across um, recently or in the past in the segment. Now, these stories do not have to be recent. They're not recent stories. Some some of them go as far back as the days of Jesus Christ. But if they are bizarre and worth hearing about, this, my friends, is the segment. And listen, you stick with this show, you're going to hear a lot of crazy stories. Like the one I have right now. The one I want to tell you guys about right now. I don't know. Maybe some people know it. Maybe others don't. I don't know. But for those that don't know the story, I'm going to start off by by saying this. Have you ever wondered if one, just one decision could change the course of history? Have you ever sat back and thought and said, damn, could our reality be scripted as we know it? Could everything that's happened in the world or around us, could it be the work of some higher power, some higher force? Could that be a thing? Now, over the years, this this has been a thought in my mind. There are a lot of people who say, hey, your destiny is yours, right? And then there are people who say, hey, no, I don't think so. I think there's a higher power, a sky daddy. You know what I'm saying? He pulls the strings. He makes things happen when he wants them to happen. Nobody knows. But the next story that I'm about to tell you, which, by the way, is a true story might make you question a lot of things. You ready? Let's go. This story takes place. Let me give you the setting. It's World War One, 1918. There's a British soldier by the name of Henry Tandy. This guy is Docker, he, he's a decorated British soldier. Now, here's the thing about that, all right? World War One was one of those brutal, crazy wars. I don't know if that video is still is still on um on YouTube, but there's a video I used to listen to on YouTube. That had sounds from World War One. The sh- listen, that video was very, very horrifying. Just listening to the stuff gave me PTSD, right? And so, just the whole scenario of World War One was just crazy. It was a crazy, grimy war. You have to understand. Around this time, these guys don't really have advanced weaponry. So, they're like in the trenches with these rifles. Bam, 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 bam. They run out of bullets. The rifles have like um, knives in the front. So, the guy runs out of bullets. Then he just 
you know, lunges at you with the knife, cuts your face open, cuts your, your whole fucking shit open, and then moves on to the next, you know, to the next man. Hopefully by then he can recharge and bam, bam, bam. So this is a crazy war. It was a very interpersonal war. Imagine gun smoke, gunshots, bullets everywhere. You know, you, you're seeing people's limbs and fucking blood splattering everywhere. There's no way in hell that that kind of a war would not leave you, you know, leave your sanity fractured in a way. Right? There's no way. And you know, I, I kind of made a mistake. I should have done this. I should have done some research to add on here. I, I kind of forgot. I should have researched the crime rate by veterans from World War One when they come home. But because you gotta you gotta understand this. These dudes they they they'd come home with PTSD. There's no way in hell that that kind of a war you're not coming back messed up in the head, right? But this dude Henry Tandy decorated soldier Thanos of World War One if you Google this guy on, 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 if you Google him, there's a picture of him. He's just, you know, he's just posing there with all his medals like a boss. And you're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know he's a killer. You know he's a killer. Anybody that goes to a battle like World War One and comes out alive... To earn a bunch of medals and be celebrated by his country. That guy is a bona fide killer. Because that that war, I'm telling you, it was interpersonal. This was back when they ain't have the type of weapons that could kill you from a distance. You going in the battlefield, baby. There's no bitch in your blood. You got to go in there and fight. You run out of bullets. Then you got to start slicing and dicing. And this Henry Tandy guy. Was a decorated soldier in that war. What that tell you? That guy. He was out there on his Thanos shit. Just murdering cats. Killing the enemy like they ain't shit. Google him. You see his picture? He's just there with all his medals. Like a boss. So what about Henry Tandy? Why are we talking about this World War I Thanosian? Right? Well, I'll tell you what his story is, right? September 28th, this guy is stationed in a trench in northern France. Imagine that. This guy went back home, got celebrated, earned a bunch of medals. You would think, yo, he would, he would probably kick back and just chill and be like, yo, I did my thing. I mean, if it was today, this dude would probably use that for clout. 
and be like, man, I'm, yo, fuck that, man. I got a bunch of, you know, I got a bunch of medals. I'm going to start a rap career. I'm the trench killer, little trench killer. Something, I don't know, he would start a rap career or something. Or become an influence on Instagram. And tell you about all the shit he did in the trenches. You know, kind of like how these these dudes come out of jail and they start snitching on themselves. Oh, not Henry Tandy. This guy gets back home. He says, fuck, I'm going back. No bitch in his blood. So this guy, he goes back. Northern France. September 28 Let me give you Let me give you the scenario He's in the trench And it's misty There's gun smoke all around It's kind of like in the movies You ever see uh, 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 World War films Where it's just like misty and dark And it's just It's just grimy and grungy It, it, it was kind of like that And he's in his trench With his rifle and, he, as, and this is after all, by the way, let me throw this in. This is after a long day of fighting. So this guy has been out there. He has killed and maimed and done his Thanos work. And now he's back on the, you know, on the, the, the British side in the trenches in northern France, just chilling in the trench like a killer. And as he is chilling at a distance in the smoke, he sees the silhouette of a figure walking towards him. By the way, this is a very true story. It's factual. It's been proven with facts. So this guy, he's, yeah. He's chilling in the trench and he, see, he sees this figure walking towards him. So instinct, because he's a killer, he's a shooter, he raises his rifle and points it at the figure. Now Henry Tandy's a killer. So naturally you would think, oh shit, Henry Tandy's gonna pop this cat. But no, Henry Tandy points the rifle and lets the figure walk towards him the figure gets closer and closer through the mist and then he realizes what he's looking at it's an injured German soldier and this guy's looking real pathetic real injured He's fucked up. He's disoriented. So bad. He's so confused. He's walking to the wrong lines. He's walking into enemy lines. Walking right into a rifle. Pointed at him. By a killer. A World War One Thanos. And this dude, 
doesn't shoot him right away. A guy whose instinct, for most part, a guy who has killed many people, doesn't hesitate to kill people, but this time around, he doesn't shoot the dude. The dude gets closer, raises his head, and realizes, oh shit. I'm walking towards enemy lines, and there's Thanos pointing a rifle at me. So this dude knew what time it was. He knew, oh fuck, I'm dead. There's no going back from that. I am, I am dead. This guy's gonna pop me. I'm in German apparel. I'm the enemy, right? But the most amazing thing happens. This dude, Henry Tandy, decides to look around at his co-soldiers, his battalion. Looks back at them, realizes they're not really paying attention to what he's looking at in front of them. So you know what World War One Thanos does? He puts the gun down, lowers his gun, and this injured German soldier, I guess, is shocked at that. So the injured German soldier nods his hat at him as a way to thank him, like, yo, good looking out for sparing my life, brother, and walks back into the mist the life Henry Tandy the most decorated British soldier in World War One, the Thanos of World War One, the life he saved was none other than Adolf Hitler Are you bored with life? Are you bored with this era? COVID, fuckboys, Florida, mega hats, sleepy Prestons, COVID, bum chicks, face eaters, and everyone's favorite culprit, mumble sexual rappers. Well, worry not, your answer is here, the quantum backpack. This new easy to use device will get you anywhere you want. All you need is some diapers on and some anti-woke training because believe me, no one gets offended in the 80s and your feelings are gonna be shattered in the 90s. Now you can rock an ass girl without judgment and play Atari with that pimple face dude with bowl cuts while reality being shattered by 2D, 2D stick figures confirming how dumb you really are. No, the graphics weren't too advanced. You just can't beat shit. Imagine now going back to high school and punching your younger self in the face every time you spank your monkey to that big feet having chick who has now become present day Big Betty. Enron, forget about it. You ain't changing that and vanilla ice will always be a thing. Please do not attempt to change that reality or the side effect, being stuck in Florida forever. But wait, there's more. You can go into the future 
100 years, 200, your choice, meet your future descendants. Be very disappointed to see your bloodline has turned into a bunch of degenerates. Conversate with your crush's future descendants and hurt their feelings to get back at her for not ever giving you a chance. Get your ass kicked by your own great-grandson because he was more of a man than you will ever be. But don't, but do it at your own risk. The future is not promised. Don't end up in some invading aliens bussy boy for the rest of your life. But wait, there's more. The backpack comes with the identity switch fit feature. Now you can take the face of your favorite actor, president, ancestor, or descendant for a more adventurous journey. Just remember, every decision you make impacts lives. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Oops, sorry Bill, my fault. Man, that mouth was good though. The time is the limit, baby. The quantum backpack. Get yours now. We're not responsible for babies showing up at your doorstep from different timelines. Use the backpack responsibly. You won't get a refund for the caveman baby and the huge forehead Mongols hunting you throughout history. The quantum backpack. We will get you then. Something like a lost art form. I've been destined for this greatness since the day I was born. My skill set is rare, like a unicorn. You already know what's on these niggas ain't built for. When I'm getting on my wall path, divine and conquer is the algorithm. Got you dancing to my rhythm. Snakes in the grass, all they know is how to slither. I'm with the dope boy, sinister, lyrical deliverer, mortal combat, fatality, finisher. When I hit the booth, you better have a fire extinguisher. I got the mentality, I take no prisoners. Guard the low post, but I shoot good from the perimeter. You a guest in hip hop, I consider you a visitor. Preaching like a minister, everything you do is miniature. You know I get the best of you, that's the key signature. I'm raising the bar, like them brolic niggas in the summer games. Survival of the fittest, bow and arrow hit you with the hunger games. You ain't even my DNA, I left that on your bitch face. This is the art of war, so you know I'm in the arms race. About to take home plate, you stranded on third base. And no, not them white boys that be singing gas face. The revolution is now, you won't survive in this place. Throwing tear gas, removing shrapnel from my leg, but we keep fighting. Moving forward with the weight of the world on our shoulders. Just to move a mountain, gotta start with a couple of boulders. Everything I spit is colder. You better wake up and smell the folders. You take the blazer off and you see the shoulder holsters. I hold on to my rosaries and pray to God to see another day. You better stay on point and try your best not to catch Yo, a fade. Is the outer wall, wall. Roll backwards, you said and killing shit, nigga. Fuck standards, stay calm. Keep your hands crossed, white candy. We go hot by brilliant soup from black pants and get sick from the food you eat. You got cancer. Asking questions, you get mad and sweet, no answer. Dig deep in your mind of the jury, gold mining. I come ask God loaded with nice trap anger. On the road, it's just a scam. Why bother? You expected to match on the tune, the tap dancer. One wrong move, throw to the wolf. That reminds you. It's a blessing to be alive. Give it up to our father. They're getting fat. We're getting late. 
getting cream, moving on to the bigger things. But figure to get on to the cream, reading with a team, giving them the ex-fits, man. Hey, yo, survival of the fittest, man. I'm right away, my killer fam. About to make this bigger blame. Pop, pop, killer, man. Welcome to the other wall. This the one, my killers, man. We're gonna make the left fly. Pop like a lick can. No mercy when I bust them. Extort before I cuss them. My people rise, I'm rushing. Put the nine on and crush them. Shooters everywhere, man. Don't even try and duck them. Cause my attitude is sickening. And way of life was busting. So the cracker got me wildin' out. Grab the piece to fire out. Look the fucking white house. Leave like I'm standing out. You pray I dumb it down, but this is what I rhyme about. The protocol. No heat is you can hire now. Cause I'm the last of a dying breed. That's why I'm busy shooting, snapping these. Politicians who deprive of me. Fuck your apology, Yo. man. Y'all know this out of breeze. Yo, the revolution can go. It's best you keep your man's clothes. With soldiers in this picture, man, it's out of war like Van Gogh. You're not a friend, Tango. Niggas come in cargo. You ain't shit if not a boss. Well, this can't be safe without a combo. The cops are shooting guns. Try to leave a man undone. If you wake to a new dawn, man, adore the rising sun. Why were you born? Why mow your lawn? Why hope at all? And every day it's a morn. I would want it some no kicks and a couple all the cool things you bring in the whole shit. But slay your brother over a few bricks. Fighting over bullshit. There's the modern day blue licks. Where are we on some new tricks? The government on some old shit. All the pain they inflicting with prison moves. She can't predict them. No slacking is a takeout thing. You get evicted. Loading war machines. That's the code of the system. The breakdown scheme. And the masses are victim. Put a prize on your head. Your whole life been misled. There's a land of the undead. Fireworks and the blood red. A lot of live voices, but the truth is, we was born dead. It's conquered to rebuild. Men are seeing mad bloodshed as a mad to a land with our blood in the hand. Life's like run if you can. Fuck the law, it's a scam. Take your shit from your hand. Keep you locked, it's a plan. Thou shall not judge, but the judge is a man. Yeah, the art of war. Shouts the evil, the celestial. Free town of New York City. You already know what time it is. Sinister. Squish on the mix. All right, all right. We have finally made it to the main topic. The main show. Now I know. If you saw the title, you you were probably thinking. The shadow president. What's that all about? What 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 what's the madness this guy's about to drop on us, right? So let me let me get to it real quick. Before I get to the topic, I want you to know this. This is a theoretic this is a theoretical topic, okay? There is no absolute answer here. This is a theory. And one thing you should know in my world, there is no dumb theory or smart theory. Every theory is welcome. Everybody is welcome to exercise their intellect their intellectual abilities. Okay? So I, I don't want people going around like, oh my god, Shifter trying to, you know, he, he's he's giving us misinformation. Oh my god, that that just never fucking happens. No! No, it's a theory. And one, one thing I enjoy about theories is this, right? Is the fact that we live in a world we don't 100% understand. So it's good to theorize what's going on around us because sometimes 
fiction sometimes is just as strange as fact. And sometimes fiction aligns perfectly with fact. Now, let me talk to you guys. Let me start this topic and say this. There's been a lot of talk recently about the transfer of consciousness. I don't know if people are paying attention to that. If you read a lot of, you know, science magazines or you're into a lot of sci-fi or technology, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, transfer of consciousness and transhumanism. There's been a lot of talk about that. People want wanting to live forever or people wanting wanting to save, you know what I mean, their consciousness. Transhumanism is not a new concept. It really isn't. It's not. The transfer of consciousness is not a new concept. And that's why I believe it's in the realm of reality. Because it's always been a concept that's been around since the days of Jesus, Yeshua, Jesus. Jesus would be the first. Actually, before him, Lazarus, who... If the Bible, if you believe anything in the Bible, Lazarus was the first person to be a good example of a transfer of consciousness. Here's a man who was dead in the cave. And they go and they get Jesus. And Jesus comes around and somehow gets his consciousness back into his body and brings him back to life. Whether you believe that or not, that's not the point. The point is, the idea has been around for a long time. Same thing with Jesus. The man gets nailed on the cross. He gets killed. And somehow he comes back. That's a form of transfer of consciousness. His consciousness was, was somewhere, wherever it was. But it came back to his body, restored him, and he went where he went to, right? Now, whether you believe it or not, again, that's not the point. The point is that, that idea has been floating around forever. Now, let me say this. There's a company name, named Humai. That's H-U-M-A-I. Right now, they are working on technology to transfer your consciousness. In fact, the CEO, John Bocanegra, I think I'm, I, I don't know if I'm, pronouncing it right he believes that within the next 30 years they will resurrect the first human let me repeat in the next 30 years he believes that his company can resurrect the first human Bruh. 
Now, let me tell you, when they asked him how it would actually work, let me tell you what he said verbatim. This is what he said. We are using AI and nanotech to store data of conversional types, behavioral patterns, thought processes, and information about how your body functions from inside out. This data will be coded into multiple sensor technologies which will be built into an artificial body with the brain of a deceased human. Using cloning technology, we will restore, restore the brain as it matures. I know. Let me, let, let me just, con you know, break it down to you. In layman terms, if you didn't understand all that science speak. Basically, he's saying his company wants to store your brain and its contents. And then transfer them into a new body in the near future. Now, if this scares you, if this is something that scares you, if you're like, oh, hell no to the no, no, no. That's fine. It, it's, it's technology that is proving to be very difficult at the moment for these folks. So it's going to take it's going to take a while for them to really crack it. It's going to take a while. But if I'm believing what this guy is saying 30 years from now, he's going to raise the dead. Now, <laughs> The implications of all that, those are huge. We could talk about that till next Sunday. The implications of that, those are, are, are great. They're huge, right? But what transhumanism basically means, it gives the option to live forever. Now, I want you to stay with me here because all the stuff I'm going to outline has a lot to do with the topic. The shadow president. Now, I want to say this. This, the, 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 this concept in pop culture has been exercised a lot, right? What is this shadow president thing I'm talking about? Before we get to that, I want to talk about a few pop culture references that I personally enjoyed that will tie in into this whole thing I'm talking about, right? So... I'm going to start with The Dark Knight Strikes again. It's a it's a comic book. It's it, 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 compared to the the one before it which was The Dark Knight Strikes Back. It's a bit lackluster. I mean, The Dark Knight Strikes Back was just a fantastic comic book which ended up pitting, you know, Superman versus Batman and Batman owning him. Oh, I love that one. It's one I think it's probably it's probably in my top ten comics. Frank Miller, guys, 
absolutely fantastic with what he does. Unfortunately, the one after which I'm going to talk about right now, it wasn't that great. It really wasn't. But there was something about that comic that really always fascinated me. There was something in that comic that fascinated me so much. It was it came out in the year 2002. And in that comic book there's a president on TV. Right? Who was always spreading this you know this message of doom and gloom and propaganda just putting fear in the hearts of people. There was this president of doom. Every time you turn on the TV in a comic book, there he was. But come to find out, the whole time, this president was not a real person. See, the president was supposed to be Ronald Reagan. This is around the timeline that this comic book is based on. So people are tuning in to see President Ronald Reagan, you know, deliver, you know, messages of hope. And yet he's just doom and gloom and putting fear in the hearts of people. But the whole time, it wasn't him. He wasn't even real. He didn't even exist. The whole time it was actually Lex Luthor and Brainiac. And they were using a media-created porn, you know what I'm saying? Media-created graphics to fool the people. That was one of the most fantastic additions to a comic book. I mean, that blew my mind away when, when I actually read it back then. I was like, wow. Imagine that. Made me think a lot, you know what I mean? Made me think deep, like, hmm. Can you imagine just watching TV right now and the whole time, this dude Joe Biden, he's there talking, talking. Kind of find out he's an elaborate AI um, generated, excuse me, computer image that's spreading the propaganda of a shadow force in the background. That's freaking crazy. But there's another form of media. Oh, now I'm about to geek the fuck out. If you know me, if you followed me long enough, you know I am a die-hard Fallout guy. I love Fallout to death. I believe Fallout is one of the best forms, best IPs to ever come out in history. And I will never shut up about Fallout. I believe everybody and their grandma should at least play Fallout. Especially my favorite of all the Fallouts that that have ever come out, Fallout 3. Now, if you don't know what Fallout's about, I'm just going to give you a, a perfect summary. Fallout is based in a, in a post-apocalyptic America. Everything is gone to shit. You walk outside of a vault, 
and the world is blown apart and now you have to survive in this new world with new factions new creatures that have mutated they're rapists murderers they're new leaders they're new armies that think they can they can run things it's just a crazy game and the concept of fallout is so genius because it really, really mirrors what I actually think would happen, especially here in America, if America fell. There'd be all these factions, raiders, you know, uh, dangerous scientists, monsters walking around, mutated people, crazy animals just trying to get at you. Fallout is simply, to me, the best thing to ever come out of gaming and if you're a gamer and you have never played fallout i implore you to if you can find a way play fallout 3 the best fallout in my opinion if you can get a playstation 3 or borrow one or whatever because I don't, I don't believe they have Fallout 3 for new gen systems, sadly. But you know, I get to play Fallout 3 all the time because I have a gaming laptop. Yeah, if you have a gaming laptop or a gaming computer, boom, you good. Now, here's the thing about Fallout 3 in, in, in accordance with the topic. As you trek the wasteland, as, as you... As you Walk in the wasteland. Now, there's something called a Pip-Boy. A Pip-Boy is pretty much like a like a cell phone. It wraps around your arm, right? And on this Pip-Boy, you can do a lot of things. You can find directions, or you can listen to music, radio, and, and an array of other things, right? And in Fallout, this Pip-Boy is just this thing. It's wrapped around your arm, and it's supposed to be like the most advanced computer in that version of America or that version of the world by the way this is in the future Fallout is based way in the future I think 27.7 and up right and so in Fallout Fallout 3 when you turn on the radio you hear this dude who talks on the radio all the time and he calls himself President Henry Eden. And he's like, he sounds so much like these New Age, you know, Republican guys. You know, New Age conservatives. Sounds like a proud boy, an older proud boy, you know. He starts talking about the Constitution and we need to take America back to the great times. Does that sound familiar? Making America great again? Sound familiar? Yeah, this guy sounds like that. And as as you're walking in the wasteland, if you leave your radio station on his shit, that's all he ever talks about. He'll try to remind you of, of the America before the bombs fell and destroyed America. Do you remember baseball, folks? Baseball was a family pastime. That kind of thing. We need to go back to that. And he has an army, by the way. They're called the Enclave. Now, in this game, the funny thing about his army is they shoot on sight. These guys would just blast at you on sight. 
They wear this metallic armor and they're just like, they look like something that came out of, you know, of Skynet running around with this armor and very advanced guns. So when you run up on them, they start blasting at you. Bam, 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 bam. And the re- part of the reason for that is that they think you you are irradiated. They want to kill off anything that's unpure on the planet and bring back pure people in America again. Rebuild America. And John Henry Eden, he just keeps... If you stay on that radio station, he just keeps up with the propaganda of this great America and why he is here to make it great like that again. I know that sounds very familiar, right? Very, very familiar. Now, here's the thing. As your adventure goes on in the game, the Enclave, they will capture you. Oh yeah, they will. One way or another, they will capture you. And then they're going to take you to the Raven Rock base, which is the base for the Enclave soldiers, which is where President Henry Eden lives and where he's broadcasting from. And when you go there, his right hand man will tell you to go meet him at his request. So you go and you have to meet President Henry Eden, right? You walk into this room, the first thing you're going to be greeted with is a big screen. And you're like, and you're like what the fuck, where, where, where is the president? And the screen starts talking to you. And it introduces itself to you as Henry Eden, the president. And you start realizing he's an AI. And he, he explains to you what he is. He's an AI with the, made of the personality of past presidents. And he's running the enclave and he's trying to restore America. So this whole time you've been walking in the wasteland thinking an actual man is talking to you. It's actually an AI. Let's shift from Fallout 3 for a second. Let's go to the next Fallout that came after Fallout 3. Fallout New Vegas. I, love, I enjoyed Fallout New Vegas. It's just not Fallout 3 for me. It's not that it doesn't have the same kind of qualities, just the atmosphere is a little different in New Vegas. It's more brighter. It's more inviting, you know? New Vegas is less dark and, and, and menacing. It really is. What I like about Fallout 3 is how dark and grungy and just hopeless it is. You really feel like shit. 
I'm in the apocalypse. And the Raiders in Fallout 3, they don't play they don't play with you. They don't fucking play. They will they will clap at you. But Fallout New Vegas is more it's based in New Vegas, California, that whole area. There are different factions there. The factions in New Vegas, they're more they're more diplomatic. Let me put it like that. You can get away with a lot of shit in Fallout New Vegas that you won't get away with in Fallout 3, right? Now, there's a character in Fallout New Vegas called Mr. House. Now, this guy's not a president, right? Now, when you get to New Vegas, there's a part in New Vegas called the Vegas Strip. It's basically... A, a futuristic version of the Vegas Strip. A, a lot of the buildings are blown up. It's the apocalypse. But there's one. There, there are a few casinos standing. And this one casino, nobody has been able to go inside, right? And this casino is guarded by like these advanced robots that will murk you the minute you come close. So a lot of people, they've never been in there. It's intact, it's still functioning. And it's still the most beautiful advanced casino in that whole apocalypse, right? And everybody here, everybody, there's this rumor that it belongs to a man by the name of Mr. House. He owns this casino. Now, like I said, he's not a president, but he is actually somewhat the leader of New Vegas. He's running shit. He sends his robots to take care of business. In fact, in the whole game, there's this robot called Victor. He saves your life after you get shot in the head at the start of the game, right? And um, he spends, he just keeps popping up everywhere you at in the game. Which is another genius thing about Fallout. Because it's it, the way they really, the, the storylines are crazy. You just keep seeing him, and at some point, you, you have the option to ask him, like, bro, are you following me, man? Who sent you? And down the line in the game, he finally admits who sent, who sent him, right? And he's like, hey, listen, the guy that sent me wants to meet you. So now you have access to this casino. Nobody in that place has ever gone, have ever been in. So you go to the casino, get in the elevator, and you go to the presidential suit. When you get in there, once again, there's a man on the screen. Now, what's funny about this guy? He looks like, um, what's his name? Um, uh, Robert Starks, Iron Man's dad. He has, on the screen is a face that looks like Robert Starks, Iron Man's dad. But for most people in that post-apocalypse, before the bombs fell hundreds of years ago, 
He was a master of industry. He was one of the richest men around, Mr. House. He owned all kinds of all kinds of brands and factories and shit. So you start talking to the screen. And this guy starts giving you missions to go out there and, and be his diplomat with all these different factions in New Vegas. And when you come back with intel, he'll tell you which faction he feels must get destroyed or which, which faction must live. Now, if you're one of those people that feels like, oh, man, I'm not trying to kill off all these people, you do have the option of killing him. And this is when you realize who he really is. Because he tries to tell you, oh, I'm a man, I'm a, I'm a man, I'm, I'm behind some door. When you go behind the door, you go, you're going to go there and you're going to find him in some kind of st stasis chamber, like a pod. That's keeping him alive and keeping his brain functions alive. So when you actually, if you decide to kill him, all you have to do is open that fucking pod. And then you see his wel weltered, old, dried up body. And he can't breathe anymore because you've opened the pod. So usually, if I remember properly, he, he lays there and he's like, why did you do this? Then you kill him off. After that, you're now, you're now the leader of New Vegas. That casino is yours. By the way, what's amazing about the game is the day you enter that casino, when you come out every time to go on your missions, people on the streets of Vegas, they come up to you. They're like, yo, yo, you're like, you're a G. You went in there. Nobody's ever been in there. Yo, yo, yo. You know, they start celebrating you. It's like, it's like a great accomplishment, you know? It's amazing. Another example of AI, a computer doing man's work. Let's move on from from games. Let's go to a TV show, a show that I love. What my, one of my favorite shows of all time. One of the greatest shows the world has ever, ever had. The Twilight Zone. There's an episode called The Old Man in the Cave. Season 5, episode 7. It was aired in 1963. It's set in a post-apocalyptic America in the 70s, right? It's about these town, this little town. The people there, they have a, a leader by the name of Mr. Goldsmith. Now this guy, what he does is, he goes, he tells the people that he gets counsel from an old man in the cave. So every time he needs help, he goes into the cave, comes back and tells them, hey, this is what the old man said. They do it. It works. Right? So in this episode, these people, they find a can, can of, cans of food. 
And you know it's the, it's the apocalypse So cans of food Shit That's major currency So they find cans of food and shit And now They need him to go into the cave And talk to the wise old man And ask And ask him If the food is contaminated or not Or they can have the food So this guy Mr. Goldsmith He goes in there You know Into the cave Now the people are afraid to go to the cave Because Mr. Goldsmith Basically has told them Yo y'all can't go in there The man in there You don't want to go in there He's not feeling that A lot of things can go wrong If you go in there So they're scared There's this belief system He's like a god to them He's like a deity to them You know So this guy He goes into the cave He comes back out And he's like Yo he said the food is contaminated So we gotta destroy all that food Well the scenario gets crazy Crazier because Four soldiers Pop into the town Now these soldiers What I like about the episode is that You can't tell if these soldiers are good Or they're bad If that makes sense They're questionable You can't really tell their morality um, their, their, Their allegiance And these soldiers come into the town And they see all those cans of food And they want the food too And they're soldiers But when they come into the town They realize that the people They have some crazy belief systems And they follow this Mr. Goldsmith And you know The people are telling them Yo you can't touch the food The man in the cave The old man in the cave said That food is contaminated Leave it alone But these These soldiers man They're like, what the hell are you people talking about? What are you talking about? And these folks are like, yo, leave the food alone. The old man in the cave. So these guys are like, which cave? And they're like, you can't go into the cave. The fuck And so these soldiers Like I said Nobody knows their morality Nobody knows their allegiance But they They they, they give off that Whole Yo we do whatever the fuck We want vibe So they get up And they're like Fuck this These people are kind of weird They're talking They're talking about Some old man in a cave I'm gonna go find out What's going on in that cave Right So they go ahead And they walk Right into the cave And wouldn't you know it The whole time An advanced computer Had been giving them orders And so they exposed that They destroyed the computer And they come to the townspeople and say You see, this is what you people have been taking orders from A machine Great episode Great, great episode. If you guys get a chance, find that episode. Season 5, episode 7, The Old Man in the Cave. Great, great, great piece of work. Rest in peace to Rod Serling.
Now, let's get to the, the main topic. Why, what am I talking about here? Why am I talking about these things? And what does the, all this have to do with the topic title, The Shadow President? Now, again, this is a theory. I want to repeat, this is a theoretical episode. I want us to open our minds and go inside our minds and explore possibilities, right? That's what I want us to do. So check it out. I'm going to give you the scenario. You're a young man. You're over 18. You walk the streets every day or drive or whatever you want to do. And you look around you. You see the way the world has become. And it's not really vibing right for you. You're like, "Ah, I don't like the way people are doing things these days. This is weird. All these laws. All these systems. I don't like them. And then one day. You wake up and you decide, hmm, you know, I live in a democratic country, democracy, right? And I want to see change. So why don't I become the change that I want to see? So you decide, you know what? next elections I'm gonna throw my hat in so you do your due diligence maybe you get a few people who are gonna help you start a campaign right suddenly you're going around town telling people hey I'm gonna run for president it's a democratic country if you feel passionate about passionate enough about something and you feel you're the man for the job, why not? Right? So now you're doing, you know, you're doing the usual politician thing. You're making TV appearances. You're going into from town to town, spending money. There are people, you've told certain people your belief systems. Some are rich, so they're like, fuck, I like that. I like how you think, so they dump money into you. They're like, yo, here, we're going to help you get there. So now you're getting donors and all this shit, and you're, you're traveling state to state, town to town, city to city. You're shaking hands, catching COVID every day. Kissing people's babies, even the ugly ones. <laughs> oh, let me stop. No, you go in there for a kiss, and this baby looks at you like, yo, 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 what you doing, man? And you're like, hey, man, listen, man, listen. If I had a choice, I would even touch you with a 10 foot pole, but I'm trying to be president here, bro. The guy looks at you, it's like, man, you're lucky I can't walk yet. All right, man, just make it fast. With your, with your cigarette smoke breath ass. You go there, mwah, oh. 
And all these people, all these program people, oh my god, he's such a great candidate. I am voting for you. So you do all that. Go into factories and companies and you pretend you give a damn about them. Hey, you guys vote for me, you're going to get a raise. You vote for me, I'm going to make sure that your work your work is A1. A you know what I mean? You vote for me, you get a lot of vacation days. You do the whole spill. Then the primaries come up. And you're like, ah. I tried. I'm probably not going to be chosen as the candidate for my respective party. But then a miracle happens. And you become the candidate. And now everybody, everybody, a majority of people in your respective party, they like your ideas they're like that's the guy that's the man that's gonna do it so now now you're like oh shit oh it's really happening now so you keep doing what you do you go to debates you're televised on tv you're dead telling the whole country and the whole world this is my ideology. This is what this is the world I want to see. I'm tired of what's going on around me. Next thing you know, more donors. Now, next thing you know, you're getting endorsed by famous people, musicians, sportsmen, actors. Now you that dude for real, for real. You're in the most powerful country in the world. A supposedly democratic country, right? Then the day comes. The usual spill. Democracy, baby. The people now, all the people that have hated on you or loved you, now they they all have to go to a voting booth. This is the big one. So now. They all do. The same. They all do the democratic thing. They're God given right. To vote. Then the day comes. Right. And you're sitting there. You're sitting, sitting in this house. With your family members. Let's pretend you're a dad. Okay, you're a young dad. You have two kids, a wife. So you're there with your family. Hell, even people who you don't even know are in your fucking house now. Acting like they cared, they believed in you your whole life. So you're sitting there and you're looking at these results going, shit. Oh man, this is it. I could become president. As you're sitting there looking at your results, maybe your, 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 your young daughter's over here going, 
Oh my God, I hope my daddy becomes president. Then I can actually become an Instagram thot with a lot of followers. I mean, oh my God, my OnlyFans will be popping. I would pop, bust that thing out for real. My dad's going to be president. Or maybe your son is sitting by you and he's going, man, yo, man, this guy better, he better win, man, so that I can start my rap career. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what will I call myself, man. Lil' President Killer? No, no, that don't work. Let me see. Young COVID? Yeah, man. Yo, that sounds kind of hot. Young COVID. Young Corona. Corona-19. Nah, young COVID-19. Man, this, yo, yo, this guy. This dude better win, man. That maybe your wife is standing right by you and she's going, Yeah, mm hmm. That's right. You better win. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, presidencies. Hmm. Eight years. I have to put up with this idiot for eight years. By Dan Hill, have made a lot of book money and presidential money. On the ninth year, I'll divorce him and get half. Take the take the mansion we're gonna buy. I need to play it smooth though. But for now, I'm gonna put on this the fake smile on my face and pretend <laughs> I'm so proud of you. By the way, I hope he doesn't find out find out about Tyrone that be dicking me down when he out. I hope Tyrone stays in the dark, man. I done told him. I texted him earlier, Tyrone. You're a side nigga. You don't show your face. We don't get this money in nine years. Just be patient. Divorce this bozo. Then me and you, you can dick me down till the sun don't shine no more. But until then, <laughs> I'm so proud of you, baby. Now maybe you have an uncle. Who's there too, and he's there looking at you like this motherfucker. Can you believe this fucking bum could actually become a president, man? Shit, how did my luck get so good? I know what I'ma do. Soon as he becomes president, I'm gonna give him all the fried chicken he ever wanted. He's gonna eat so much greasy food till he gets a heart attack and dies. Then I could get some of this shit. Yeah, that's what I'ma do. So he comes behind you and he pats you on the back. Oh, nephew, I'm proud of you. You sit in there and you're just nervous. This is the greatest thing you've ever done in your life. And you're close to being the most powerful man in history. The most powerful man in the world. Then boom, it happens. The results are out. You have been declared president of the free world the new president of the United States of America you have access to all the codes the nuke codes you run things now you that man for real for real of course 
outgoing president now has to call you and pretend pretend he's happy for you. Before he calls you, he's probably punching there like, Motherfucker, I can't believe, I can't believe this guy won. Can you believe it? I was thinking the other guy would win. He's one of us. He's one of the one percenters. Not this bozo from the fucking block. Are you kidding me? Fuck, and I have to call this guy, this piece of shit, and, and congratulate him? Fuck. All right, here goes nothing. Yeah, hello? Oh, hey, 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 how you doing? I'm all right. Hey, hey, um, Shifter, congratulations, man. Hey, listen, I'm so happy that you're finally the president of the United States. I think a lot of things that you want to imp- implement in this country are going to be so great for the country. Listen, I'm always here if you need me, okay? But congratulations again. Honestly, I was so rooting for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, man. It's a beautiful day in America, don't you think? Yes, I think so. I can't believe I won. Yeah, I can't believe it either. What's that? No, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It's a beautiful thing. New president. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. All right, let me get back to it. Enjoy your victory. Boom. Phone drops. This guy goes, Motherfucker! He even sounds like a dunce cap. Fuck this guy. You know what? I'll tell you what. I'm going to call all my Senate buddies and I'm going to make his life a living hell. And then he catches himself. He's like, oh shit. Did I say that out loud? Do you think he heard me? Guys, did he hear me? Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I'll be getting to who he is in a minute. So now, everything happens. Now you're the new president of the United States. You go through the whole motion, you know, the inauguration. And then the day comes for you to go walk into the White House. As you walk in there, right? The Secret Service runs up to the door. They're like, whoa, 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 slow down, slow down, buddy. You're like, what the fuck? They're like, one of the Secret Service guys, maybe the higher ups, it's like, pat him down. So then now patting you down. What are you, you're standing there, what, what the fuck? What are you guys doing? We're looking for weapons. What the fuck? You guys are supposed to be protecting me. Not patting me down like a criminal. And then all the Secret Service dudes, they just start busting out laughing. <laughs> Can you believe this fucking guy? <laughs> Holy shit, what a comedian. <laughs> what? We don't work for you, buddy. What? You, President of the United States? <laughs> what a fucking joke. <laughs> Listen, follow us. Come on, come on, come on, let's go. So now you're really fucking confused now. Like, what the fuck? So like, yeah, come on, follow us, let's go. So you follow them, go into this elevator, and it goes down to the basement of the White House. When you get there, 
Now, hear me out. Again, this is theoretical, right? When you get there, one of two scenarios happen. The first scenario, you walk in there and what do you see? It's a screen. And there's a face on the screen, right? And you're like, the face looks familiar. I just can't place it. Who is this? And the face tells you, welcome to my house. Nice to meet you. I am the president of the free world. I'm the president of the United States. And you're like, uh, yeah, no, that's not what it is. Um, I just won the elections. And the face on the screen is like, yeah, no. You think you won the elections. We allowed you to win the elections. You are just a figurehead. You are the help. I'm the real president. And you're like, who the fuck are you and where are you? And the, the thing tells you, you see my face? My face and my consciousness is a mixture of past presidents. Both my face and consciousness. So this face is a new face. This mind is a mind from past great presidents. I run this country. I'm the most powerful being in this country. And if you don't comply with my mission statements, with the things I'm telling you right now that you have to go and do in this country and the world, I'm an AI. I'll destroy the planet. All I have to do is tap into every nuclear weapon system in the world and your planet is dust do you understand what I'm telling you so now you're standing there like oh shit oh fuck and what if I say no you can't say no what the fuck did I just tell you and you're like alright I have a question for you this is a free country. What if I decide I don't want to be president and I walk out of here and say no? I don't want to do what you want. And this thing on the screen says, Do you remember a, a, a guy by the name of John F. Kennedy? You saw what happened to him, right? And right there you're like, oh fuck. Okay. I get it. And so now the thing tells you take a seat. And now it's telling you what you need to do. Hey, so down, you're going to start a, a war with these folks. Yeah, do, do, leave these Black Lives Matter folks alone, okay? The Antifa guys too. Yeah, let them be. I like the chaos that's going on right now. It's good. I enjoy it. I need it. Oh yeah, you're going to break ties with this country, even though we have good ties. But why? Don't ask me anything. I run things. Okay, sir. Oh, by the way, you are going to address me as president. Or JFK. You got it? Yes, Mr. President. There you go. Otta boy. Or the second scenario. You could walk in there 
And what do you see? A very shriveled old man sitting sitting in a wheelchair. And he tells you, I'm old. I'm from back, back, way back when. And you're like, wait, I think I read about you in the history books. Aren't you from like, and you're like, yes, I am. How the fuck are you still here? You tell him. Hey, you know, um, do you remember a war we had, World War Two? And there was a, a program called Operation Paperclip. Do you remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. We we brought like sixteen sixteen hundred Nazis um into our country, right? Yes, we did. Now do you know what the Nazis were good for? Well, I, I there were scientists, weren't they? Yes, they were. Okay? The Nazi scientists, they did not have any oversight. They did not have anybody to stop them from how far the experiments could go. Mangling them, they did whatever they wanted. And there was no limitation. The sky was the limit for them. Where are you going with this, sir? Well, just so you know, they figured out a way to keep a man alive for hundreds of years. That's why I'm here. Nice to meet you. I'm the real president of the United States. You, my friend, you are the help. Take a seat. I'm going to tell you how the next four years... I'm gonna go. Any questions? Um, and what if I don't want to do what you want? <laughs> JFK, buddy. Okay. Now. Again, I said this was a theory. This was all theoretical stuff. So don't go around saying, Hey, Shifter, Shifter told us there's a supercomputer in the basement of the White House. Or Shifter said there's an old man that's hundreds of years old that was kept alive by the Nazis. Don't go saying that. This is theories. This is theoretical. Now, why why am I throwing this theory at you? It's simple, really. Have you ever thought about some of the wars and the events that are going on in the world right now? And in the back of your mind, you're like... Why the fuck? Why the fuck is everything happening like this? Why can't humans with a soul 
Just sit back, sit down. And just have conversation. And come to peace. Why is it that a human being can just order a bunch of rockets to just splatter a bunch of people apart and kill everybody? Why? 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 Why is it that someone, why is it that some of these dudes are making decisions about women's bodies and pushing some of the craziest laws out there? Why are some of these leaders radicalizing cops? Why aren't there a lot of homeless people in the richest country in the world with no homes? Why is there so much violence? What makes a sane person just get up one day and go goes and shoot up a mall, a school, or a club out of nowhere? Why? What drives all this stuff? What's inspiring it? Why? What if, and this is the gist of today's episode, what if there was a shadow president? What if there was someone? And I know we've, we've talked about corporations. We talk about corporations all the time. Oh yeah, the corporations run things. You know what I'm saying? Everything is done for them. But let's put corporations aside, right? Let's put corps aside, corporations aside. What if, what if there's an entity out there? I, I, haven't, I have not even gone into aliens. I, I decided to leave aliens out of it for, for intentionally, for a good reason, because I want to keep it in the realm of our reality right now. What if? What if all this stuff, the COVID, the pandemic, what if all of it is the grand design of an entity we don't know or haven't seen that really runs things? And the guy you see on TV or the guy that you see on the podium every day and you salute him, or you don't like him, or you like him, and you say, oh, that's Mr. President. What if he's nothing but the help? And he has no power whatsoever. None. Has that thought ever crossed your mind? I think about this a lot. I do. I think about it a lot. I'm like, some of the things happening on this planet, they're just outlandish. They're crazy.
Someone could be pulling the strings. Think about it. Again, theory. Theory. Not saying it's facts. Maybe the people in power right now are just that fucked up. They are just that messed up in the head. They probably just like war. They probably like destruction. They probably like disharmony. They like racism. We don't know. Maybe that's just what it is. Maybe those people in power that always create the chaos are agents of chaos. We don't know. We don't know. We just may never know. The shadow president. Is he real? Or not? Think about it.